Hello, welcome, welcome. I am looking forward to sharing with you today. I just, hold on, error on my screen. Danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> oh my goodness, ladies. If you are scrolling, stop your scroll because you are meant to hear this. Because let me tell you, one of my favorite mentors says, intention, or uh, resistance follows intention. Disruption follows intention, Myron Golden. And today I want to share with you um, what it looks like to go from limiting beliefs that are deceitful to truly breaking through and embracing kingdom living. And can I tell you that no doubt it's not by anything within me, but by God's work in and through me. There is something for you in this message today. If you are a high performing, you're driven, you're on a mission for impact, and you have already created amazing success, then I want to encourage you to take the next couple of minutes to listen in because there has been so much resistance just today. Somebody say hello in the comments as you're joining live or catching the replay. Say today in the comments. There has been so much resistance just from this morning, preparing for this message, going live, all of the things. If you've been watching my, my feed and my story on Facebook, then you know this. I've shared some of it there, but we're going to jump right in. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you just anoint my words, Father God. Let them be nothing other than what you want be spoken today, Father God. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray protection and anointing and healing and favor over each and every person that is meant to watch this today. I pray, Father God, that your words through me be translated in such a way that they hear exactly what they need to hear in this moment, Father God, and that they receive it, Father God, at the level in which they are meant to receive it, Father God. I pray over protection, Father God, over this message, Father God, over each woman that is meant to listen to it, and maybe the resistance is coming against them too, Father God. Not that I think I am all of that, Father God, because I am nothing without you and your work in and through me, but man, there's got to be fire behind this message. So I pray all these things in Jesus' name. So ladies, with respect and honor to the original uh, uh, writer and, or at least who this is attributed to, I want to share a quote with you. Uh, and that is, I freed a thousand slaves. And this is the part I want you to catch. I could have freed a thousand more if only they knew they were slaves if only they knew they were slaves. And of course, that quote is attributed to Harriet Tubman. And I can't even pretend to understand the circumstances of those events or any of the ripple effects that occur today. But if it's okay with you, I want to share with you what really stood out for me when I heard this last week speaking from a, spoken from a platform. And that is the essence of those words. If they only knew they were slaves, if they only knew that they were in bondage, if they only knew that the reality of what they had accepted to be true, what the reality of what they had ex accepted to be normal or safe or comfortable was so far beneath what God has for them, so far beneath what God has for you. Someone write in the comments what God has for me, right? And the reason this stood out for me initially is the essence of these words, what I just described to you, gave me almost instantaneously brought to mind 
how many times in my decade of coaching women in health and fitness, a little bit over a decade, how many times women have come to me and not even realized the extent of the limiting beliefs that they held, not even really realizing that they were holding limited beliefs. Can I tell you, over the last decade, so many women have come to me knowing that they wanted to feel better in their body, assuming that the solution to it was that they needed to lose weight, that they needed to lose the 30, 50 pounds, assuming that it was some sort of diet or some sort of workout that they needed next, because I get it. That's what society has told them. And can I tell you that they felt as if they just wanted to be more comfortable in their body. That was the reason intention for them to initially come to me after working together they came to realize it was so much deeper than that, that in fact, our outward sense of well, our outward um, physical reality is often a reflection of what is going on in our internal reality and that God has called you to so much more. God has anointed me, me to be the kingdom fit coach. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to claim it and I'm going to speak it. And I'm going to preach it because of God's anointing and call on my life. It is nothing of me but to honor the work that he has done in and through me. And the reason it is kingdom fit coach as he has spoken over me is because it is critical that we understand that it is only when we are at our best in mind, body, and spirit that we are able to truly access all that he has for us. He's given us everything we ever need. It is in us. We are equipped with the Holy Spirit once we repent of our sins. That's an all ongoing process, but that initial repentance and accepting Jesus into our life as Lord and Savior, at that moment, you have all that you need as God continues to cultivate what he's given you in terms of character, in terms of your ways of being. And he will complete the work in us until the day he, he will continue the work in us till the day he takes, he takes us home. And also we get to be active participants. He is a loving God. He is not going to press anything upon you that you are not ready and able to receive in the season in which you are, he is ready to give it to you. Fair enough. And so part of that active participation is our awareness of continually seeking out. If I'm not experiencing everything in God's word, if I'm not experiencing the truth and the promises that are spoken over me, what is happening? What is going on? And yes, there is a spiritual battle at war. There are things happening that we do not even see. So one of it is we get to be in prayer. The other thing is, are we practically applying his word? And are we believing and owning and embodying the truth that he has? Has for us? Or is there areas in which we are allowing? And I think, I, I, I think, and I want to make sure I'm not speaking a limiting belief that it's something that we get to consistently and periodically evaluate, do a self-assessment. Lord, if I'm not experiencing the vision that you have called it. Now there's a waiting season, all of that, but even still to make sure that we are doing our part as active participants. Praise you, God, because this is a little bit more different than I would I, I thought to attend, but I'm going to keep going with this because this I'm, I prayed and I'm positive this is what he wants me to be speaking. But if we aren't experiencing the vision, if we aren't experiencing, um, now understand there's a waiting, I've done talks on that all, before as well, but in the waiting, are we doing our part? We get to actively wait. And are we abiding in his word? Are we believing his word? Are we owning it in our being? Or have we unknowingly fell in 
into the deception and the distraction of the enemy. Deception, distraction of the enemy. God has told me that there are three parts to this enemy. There is Satan himself, but there is also our own stinking thinking. And there is also the aspects of society that have normalized things that are so far below the standards God has for you, the calling that God has on your life, right? Now, let me jump into once initially when I heard back to the, back to what I had planned to share, when I initially heard this quote, I thought of all the women who experienced this to be true, who didn't even realize that there was so much more for them. Yes, of course, I helped them to get the body they really desired to, but it was so much above and beyond just a physical appearance. Can I tell you that your physical well-being is just a byproduct of the inner work that you get to choose to do, right? And once I thought of the women, I quickly checked myself and thought about where are my own stories coming up? Where are my own, what beliefs do I hold in this moment that are limiting me? What have I accepted as normal? What am I normalizing? Where are the current deceptions in my life? And being open to, this is what I talk about with my clients, is being a student of your mind and body. And I believe that intentionally, periodically, self-assessing where you're at, what beliefs you hold, what truths you hold, what standards you hold, your, your, you know, alignment with his word, right? God gives you free will. You can, you get, you have, you can, you get to do what you want to do, sister. And also if we choose, the further we choose to go outside of his word, the further we choose to go outside of his anointing, his protection and his favor. So I don't know about you, but I want to do the best I can to stay as close as in alignment, walk and step and not be obsessive over it, but also when you feel prompted, like I did in this moment to go, okay, Lord, show me, right? God's word says, search my heart, know my heart and reveal to me anything that is not of you. It's a, it's an extension of that. And what brought friend of mine to me, I'm still praying through Lord, Lord, where is that? Where am I holding that to be true right now? Show me, reveal to me. You can pray for me so I can, I can learn what I, I get to work on um, now and next. And also, can I share with you a time and a season so that you can understand that I relate and also that you are not alone if you're in a season where maybe you have bought into a deception, you have bought into a lie, you have bought into a standard that is below what God has told you, right? So if, it, it, if it's okay with you, I'm going to share a little bit of my story if it's okay, and then share an example. So if it's okay with you that I share, type example in the comments. Love you guys. Thank you. So for those of you that don't know, I'm Coach Rebecca Tavern. I am the Kingdom Fit Coach. I also have an experience of having been a former atheist, overweight corporate girl turned Jesus loving, which then promoted or prompted a transformation beyond my imagination, so far beyond getting a body I never even expected. But the ripple effect of what the inclusion of the transformation was so far exceedingly abundantly above all I could have ever imagined. Someone give me an abundant in the comments. If you have had a moment a season and time where it was so far exceedingly abundant above beyond what you expected type abundant in the comments. Now with that, I ultimately, after a few years in process and transformation and God building me up in that environment where he had originally transformed me, that'll preach too. 
I followed God's next prompt, which was to leave a comfy paycheck, become an entrepreneur that he helped me create six figures, mid twenties, uh, without a college degree and in a male dominated industry. I paused there cause I might've been actually later twenties, but anyway, point being your girl knows how to work. God helped me with confidence, with presence, with all of the things and favor and anointing, build up a career and then told me to leave it behind. In doing so, I've been a coach for over a decade, and there's been so many stories within between that. But can I share with you this aspect of that example? This concept of not knowing what we don't know or believing a lie brings me back to when I was habitually turning to food for comfort instead of turning to God. Hear me now. Unintentionally, I would not have articulated this understanding at the time, but if I felt stress, if I felt anxious, if I felt any, if I wasn't sure what to feel or I didn't want to feel, I would find myself in the bottom of a gallon of ice cream. I would find myself eating huge bags of candy or whatever it was that was on hand. At one point, it was, it, it could have been my, you know, quote unquote, healthier version of cereal that was up in the cupboard. And then I would hope that I'd be able to replace it before my son would realize that I ate it. There's some truth for you. That was nearly two decades ago. That habit that developed during this really hard time in my life of turning to food instead of turning God, I was about a year into my walk, but trust me, whether at any season, these things happen, these things, these temptations, they happen, they can come up. Whether you're new in your faith or you've been walking for 20 years, we get to consistently be on guard and not judge where we're at at this point in our journey to somebody else's point in their journey. Amen. At the time, I was a single mom. I was in the midst of a, uh, a really ugly divorce, and I felt like my world was falling apart, feeling unworthy because I had tolerated and normalized a narcissist and brought into uh, and bought into what was spoken over me. One of the other things that Myron Golden says that I love is that what we hear in our mind and receive in our heart produces the outcome in our hand, right? And because I heard words, because I tolerated that slow inclination, in, uh, kind of a spiral, right? doesn't start out that way. That's another lesson that God taught me because I would have never imagined myself being in that position. But that slow build of that behavior and tolerating it. And honestly, I was young and stupid and not who I, not even close to who I am today. So I was no angel either, right? But in the midst of that, my response was feeling very unworthy, feeling as if I, I just all the unhealthy not it's all emotion is useful it's not useful when we sit in it when we take a bath in it when we milk in it right and instead of feeling those emotions and processing them in a healthy way i was turning to food so to make a long story short god brought me through a process of healing and rebuilding i had a bottom of the shower moment that forever changed that trajectory that's where i went from feeling uncomfortable in my body, being overweight, dealing with this emotional eating turned eating disorder to starting that like pivotal transformation in my life. I went from hiding behind the camera and not having a lot of pictures of my son in those first couple of years because I didn't want to be in the picture. How many of y'all have just volunteered to take the picture, right? How many of y'all have been hiding because you're not comfortable with your physical appearance? You get up, you're a way maker, you make things happen, but you're more than happy to take a step back when it comes to the camera, to take a step back when it comes to stepping on the on 
uh, take it being in a picture, right? Or maybe even jumping on Zoom. You do it, but you have this energy of discomfort when you do. How many of y'all have been there? Type discomfort in the comments if, if, you're, if you're with me. So I went from hiding behind the camera two decades ago within 18 months of that transformation by God's work and through me, I chose to stand on stages in a bikini and be judged for my physique. I know that's crazy and that's not for everybody. It was something that I wanted to prove to myself that I could do that, that I could go from hiding to standing in front of others, right? There's a whole story behind that. From I went from settling for a job that was barely paying the bills and anxiously checking my account trying to finagle how to pay for groceries or adjust and really think through what I needed to buy. How many of y'all are grateful that you don't need to think about what is on your grocery list, right? You just shop and don't even think about it. Type grateful. Not everybody has that privilege. Not everybody has that, that favor in this season. They have the favor on them. They just haven't found the way yet, right? Say yet in the comments if you hear me. So going from being that uh, aware of finances, counting dollars, all of the things to building that career that I talked about early on up to north, north of six figures, right? From being indoctrinated into the believing that safe, responsible route was to work for a stable, established company for a paycheck and benefits to the faith and the courage to leave that corporate job to follow God's lead when he called me out and said, you were called to equip and empower women. I have to tell you, I had no idea the plans he had for me in that moment. I only knew that he was calling me to equip and empower women to be in their transformation, to be a vessel to create their transformation just as he had done in and through me, right? That started with a part-time, going back to minimum wage as a single mom in Orange County, which if you're not familiar with it, that that is not the cheapest place to live, right? <laughs> and following God's lead. Again, it's, it, I did it afraid because I knew, despite all the people telling me that I was crazy, I had the one or two people that believed and knew and agreed and came alongside of me. That's all you need. Say one or two. That is all you need, my friends. And as a result of God's work in and through me and a lot of hard work, I experienced amazing opportunities, owned and scaled a brick and mortar fitness business in which we helped thousands of people create their own personal transformations. And over the years, the episodes of turning to food instead of God became much further and fewer in between. I'm going to be uh, really transparent in as I always have. That's why I was starting to catch my speech because I always have been. I think that's a habitual say, saying. I was still struggling, even though the episodes were further, farther between several years into brick and mortar fitness business, several years into having opportunities to speak on stages and uh, writing a fitness app and conquering all these kinds of crazy fitness challenges that I had never even like way more of an athlete in my 30s and 40s than I ever was growing up. And yet I was still in the, in the background struggling with turning to food instead of turning to God. Still wasn't even recognizing that was the thing. Was it all I knew and recognized at the time was that if I felt stressed or anxious or avoiding feelings, I would eat food to numb out. I would eat food to not deal with it. Although I was aware of that challenge and that I wanted to be free from it, I wasn't yet tying the fact that those were every time I went to food, it was a missed opportunity to turn to God. I wasn't yet aware that as crazy 
grateful as I was with my personal relationship with God, that he had even more for me, like weeding. He wants, how many of y'all have kids and like, you can't wait for them to show up and have a conversation, right? Especially as they get older and they don't live at home anymore. You're like, the phone rings. Oh, it's my, like, you are so anxious and so eager to get on the phone and have a conversation and you just want to listen and like be there. And some of us might want to jump in and solve everything, but we know we're not supposed to, right? Because we need to let them be adults to some extent, but you want to at least hold space for them. And God wants that even more than us. And yet in those moments where he's like, okay, pick up the phone. Let's go. I know you're worried about that. I know you're stressed about that. I know you're anxious about that. I have the answers. Pick up the phone. Call me, right? Connect with me. And yet I would turn to food. How many of y'all might be turning to food still, right? God doesn't want that for you. And I know the struggle is so hard and I know it's so gripping. And I don't know about you, but I actually had started to normalize it. I actually had started to believe the lie that the enemy was speaking over me to say that this is just your cross to bear. I thought it was for a good reason. I thought it was to keep me humble. I thought that I was going to bear that, 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 that pain in my side, that that was my cross to bear, whatever languaging you want to use, so that I would stay humble, so that I would re- remember that I'm not all that, so that I remember that I still have a challenge in my life, right? Until one day when I was in another moment of stress and anxiety over a personal situation several years ago now, and not that long ago though, maybe eight, I'm not great at timing though, so I hate using it, but maybe like eight years ago. And I cried out to God again. I'm like, Lord, I am so tempted to turn to food and I know I don't want to. And it was, but I just, I don't know how, why can I not get this? Why am I not healed from this? Why is this still a challenge? Why is this still a temptation? And in that moment, because I was ready to hear it, because I had been doing the work all along, I had been in process, I had, he had already given me so many skills that I was, had started to teach forward up into that point that had gotten me to the point where I was ready, able, and willing to hear the voice clearly this time when he spoke and he said, this battle that you are experiencing with food, it is not for you. It is standing between you and the greatest extent of the potential that I have for you. All those amazing things that you've gotten to do so far, the people that you've gotten to impact so far, there is even more. And I can't get it to you as long as you continue to hold on to this belief, as long as you continue to turn to food instead of coming to me in those moments. Since then, he's taught me a lot more and I'm super grateful to have evolved it all into a portion of the Kingdom Fit Method. However, what I want you to understand in this moment is that the even more, somebody type even more in the comments, the even more that God wants for you might be hindered by something that you are putting in front of it, might be hindered from a limiting belief that you have normalized and rationalized And he is saying, it is not for you. I don't want that on you. But we get to be active participants. That battle just might be, uh, excuse me, hindering is the word I'm looking for. Somebody type hindering. I can't speak it. Let's type it hindering in the comments. That battle is hindering your ability to see, receive, and execute all that I have for you. And in that moment on that day, that is the day that for me, I truly became free from the bondage that I was with, that I was in within my relationship with food. Somebody give me a free in the comments. I also realized that in order to be ready and able 
to be the vessel of even more God had for me, I needed to first recognize, somebody say recognize, I needed to first recognize what was hindering my ability. In order for me to be ready and able to be the vessel that God wants me to be, in order to receive the even more he was calling me to, I needed to first recognize what was hindering me and my ability to go to work to, and then I needed to create the ability to go to work to break free from that hindrance. Making sense? Type making sense in the, in the comments if you're tracking for me. I, it's super important that you understand that what I also know to be true now is that this, there is an iteration of this at every level of success, at every level of impact at every level of depth and intimacy in your personal relationship with God, no matter where you're at in your season, in your relationships, in your business, six figures, seven figures, the even more means you have to undo, unbecome what no longer serves you. The very things that were a part of the journey to get you to where you are may include things that you need to recognize first so that then you can go to work to release yourself for, from the hindrance. Someone give me an amen in the comments. So for me, success means that I am fully aware of the seed of unique purpose that he has given me. Success means to me that I am actively working to cultivate and develop it, which also requires, type requires, I think I actually already shared this point, but I'm gonna go with it anyway identifying what is hindering me from the next level of even more that he has given me for me. You must be able to recognize what is hindering you. And sometimes that is difficult to do in isolation. A lot of times that is difficult to do in isolation. I know for me, I've invested heavily in myself when God puts coaches and mentors in front of me because he is going to use them as the vessel to impact my life. He's going to use them as the impact to, um, as the vessel for me to be able to see the blind spots that I cannot see on my own because they are so close that it is blocking the vision that is in front of me. Making sense? Success to me also means that I am actively cultivating and developing that unique purpose and then deploying it in service to others in a way that honors God. Because when we understand, not just the head knowledge, but with that feeling in your soul, the feel it in your bones kind of knowledge that you, somebody type you, somebody type me, type your test, type your chest and say me. I was given a unique seed of purpose that only I can give. Amen? You were given a unique seed of purpose that only you can give. You are the solution. You are the source for somebody else. You are the person God is wanting for your specific impact on others. And if you don't do it, no one else can because it's yours. It's your special gifting. When we understand that, then our response must be to honor him by doing everything in our power to be active participants in being fully aware of our unique purpose, actively cultivating it and developing it, actively identifying anything that is slowing us down in that process, 
actively serving others with it in a way that honors him and pleases him. And we get to actively serve each other while we are in process because there will never be perfection. How many of you know that you get to step into it now? Type now in the comments. And let me tell you, sis, like I said, the enemy is deceptive and scheming. And therefore, you very possibly have things happening right now that you've normalized, that you've tolerated. Maybe you're comparing it to your friend Susie or somebody in society or someone on social media. And I know a lot of times we talk about how we compare to other people and we think, well, we're not there yet. Why aren't we aren't there yet? Well, how many of y'all might be guilty of comparing to other people and go, well, I'm not down there either, right? It doesn't matter. Down, below, ahead, behind, you are on your own unique journey. Are you doing your part to carry that out? Are you doing that part to carry it out? I want to share this with you. Good is the enemy of great. And so I know so many of you that are drawn in and we're connected are like-minded and you're rocking it and you're already highly successful. I also know that a lot of times because it feels good where we're at, because it looks good where we're at, we don't even realize what it is that we've settled for. And so I'm here to tell you, if you are not hyper-intentional and prioritizing your own self-care, your own sense of well-being and mind, body, and spirit, then you are not living, you are not receiving, you are not giving the fullest of your potential. As amazing as you are, just like God told me 20 years ago and all of the things, not 20 years ago, that was eight years ago, all the things that I accomplished that date, there's even more. You get to search and look for what is hindering you, what is slowing you down, what is the current limiting belief or the standard that you've normalized that is so much beneath where he has for you. Good is the enemy of great. Exceedingly, abundantly above all we could ever think or imagine. God is calling you to even more. If this is you and this resonates with you, type even more in the comments. And I want to invite you to ask, like, do your own soul searching, do your own assessment, student of the mind and body and ask God, where is it that I might be being deceived with good is good enough instead of the even more that you have for me? And if in that self-assessment, you know that part of it is that you're not where you want to be. You're not truly at your best in mind, body, and spirit. You're good. You're, you make things happen. You get things done yet you're not at your maximum potential, your optimal health for mind, body, and spirit. If that is you and that is resonating with you, then I want to invite you to join me on the upcoming Becoming Kingdom Fit Challenge. Elevate your health to maximize your potential. And in this challenge, I'm telling you, it is like nothing else before. I am going to teach you how to... uh, get the results you want. The five-day challenge is for high-level Christian entrepreneurs and execs that want to get the body you truly desire, not the one you've settled for, but the one you truly desire that you've almost given hope on because 
you feel like you failed so many times before, or maybe you think it's going to be super hard and there's going to require all this time and giving up your favorite foods. And you're really not up for that because you're on a mission for this amazing impact. What if I could teach you how to get the body you desire, maximize your potential, optimize your health in mind, body, and spirit without giving up your favorite foods, without spending hours at the gym, without feeling like you're striving through the day? What would it feel like if you were thriving? Like I said, it's not your typical challenge. This is a hands-on interactive workshop where I'm going to teach you my kingdom fit method for elevating your health to maximize your potential. You will leave the challenge equipped and empowered with my blueprint, the same blueprint I walk my clients through. Day one, give you a quick rundown. The day one is radiant, sexy, and empowered, embracing God's standards for your kingdom fit health. If this is resonating with you and you want an invitation, type kingdom fit below. Day two, unmasking the myths, discover the truth behind sustainable kingdom fit health and sustainable weight loss. No more losing it and finding it again. People don't want to be in that lost and found no more, right? Day three, empowered eating, unveiling the keys to sustainable nutrition and kingdom transformation. How many of you know, as long as you have a plan, some simple nutrition protocols that you see yourself being able to integrate into everyday life, all the busyness and the parties and the holidays, if you have some simple nutrition protocols that you understand how to navigate those seasons and still enjoy your favorites in moderation, that's something you can see yourself doing for the rest of your life, right? Becomes who you be, not what you do. That's the difference. In order to do that, you have to do something radically different than what you've done before. We are anti-diet camp here. Day four, thought transformation. Change your thoughts, change your life. We've heard it, but are we acting it out? Empowering your mind to believe and achieve your fullest potential. Day five, empowered excellence. Integrating kingdom fit principles into your busy, driven lifestyle. As I said, I am Rebecca Tabert. I am the Kingdom Fit Coach. If this recognizes, if this resonates with you, I am your best vessel to learning how to optimize your health in mind, body, and spirit. Not out of pride, not out of ego. Sister, I know the work God has done in and through me. It is all for his glory. And so if you want to learn the blueprint Join me in the upcoming Kingdom Fit Challenge. Type Kingdom Fit below. I love you guys. I'm grateful for you guys. I can't wait to uh, listen to your replies and your comments. And I can't wait to see you in the challenge. Type Kingdom Fit below. Bye for now.